Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening. And now, on to the podcast. Greetings, this is Chris again for another solo role-playing adventure. So today, um, I just received in the mail, ordered uh, a very, very, very good uh, Call of Cthulhu supplement, um, uh, like magazine, uh, called uh, Bayat al-Azif, I believe that's how you pronounce it, a magazine for Cthulhu Mythos role-playing games, uh, issue number one, came out in 2017, I didn't even know about this so I found this online, but just taking a look through it, like it's got some very good articles, a bunch of scenarios, like this is like some top-notch stuff, people, I can't kind of, even just kind of reading through it, kind of recommend this enough, uh, I got it for like $10 on like Amazon, it's really good, but... In here is a solo role-playing uh, scenario called Overdue, where you play a uh, maintenance worker at, uh, I believe, Miskatonic University Library, which has got to be one of the most uh, dangerous professions uh, out there. So here's a little pre, like, pre-log here. You're not much of a gambler. Not at cards, not at love, not at business. I mean, that's why you ended up alone as a maintenance worker at one of the big East Coast universities. Miskatonic U. Ivy League snootiness, but not Ivy League rich. Oh, rough. Still, their library was something. And that's where you spent most of your time now, maintaining the old library and cleaning up after those idiotic rich kids who didn't appreciate a book if it didn't have dirty pictures in it. The only tools of the trade, as it were, are a ridiculous big set of keys you need to get around the university and the library. Seems like they built everything with huge locks back then. Even stuff that didn't need one. And without those keys, you'd be locked out when it's raining, or even worse, locked in when no one was around to let you out. In fact, most of the time, you were the, you were the one who had let out some lost freshman who swore he'd not locked the door behind him. Okay, so, uh, and like, here's a little blurb for us. So libraries are often on the forefront of the Cthulhu mythos. Either as intrepid investigators or extremely important uh, researchers. Even what about the lonely staff who maintain those libraries? Even one was held as the library at Miskatonic University. So for this adventure, um, assume your character's is sanity 50% to start, okay? Uh, we told them to make a sanity check, then we'll percent your dice. If you roll above your sanity, you may have to subtract the amount from your sanity. That means the next time you have to make a check, your target with a new lower number. Yeah, yeah, it's become more and more mentally unstable. If your sanity ever gets to zero or less, then you're too crazy to continue and your adventure is over. You will also occasionally use an item uh, that might lead you to another option. Those choices will have a, uh, a mark beside them looking like that, okay? Each item will tell you a different, to add a different number to your current entry. So make sure to remember the number of the item you find. Read the whole entry, then add the number to the item to the current entry number and go to that entry before moving on. For example, if you wish to read entry 7 and see the symbol, you want to try your keys, which say add 4, then go to entry 11. Okay, okay, and if it's like, if it's weird, then it doesn't, um... You know, it doesn't make sense. All right, so Overdue is a solo scenario at Miskatonic University. Go to entry one. <clears throat> Tonight looked to be another slow one. 
It was storming, an unpleasant time to be out. Classes wrapped up, buildings locked up. Time to walk out one last time through the library and make sure all was well. You pulled your peacoat tight around you and looked around your little supply room. Before you left to run over the library entrance, sending a shelf was your trusty flashlight. You take the flashlight, turn to page 7. If you don't want to lug that heavy thing around tonight, go to page 17. Well, of course you want to take your flashlight. It's, uh, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, so number 7. Oh, it's even got a map. Oh, sweet. You shine your light back and forth. Uh, keys jingle on your hips. As you look around the entrance to the library, the old stacks of books uh, downstairs on a lower level almost make a maze. There are so many piled up. Good thing you have a map on the wall. Otherwise, freshmen will get lost every day. You memorize it by this point, though. Oh, good. So, all right. And a good thing you brought your flashlight. Easy to trip on something in here. Any, uh, anytime you want to use your flashlight to see something or do something uh, unusual with this mark is at the end, add 7 to the number. Okay? Same thing with the keys, but add 4. Okay, so, so I'll write flashlight, 7. Keys, 4. Okay. So, if you want to double check that no food and fell asleep in the reading room, page 12. If you want to go to the maps and manuscripts, turn to 22 or rare books, 31, or go downstairs to the lower stacks, 41. Uh, let's go to the reading room, page 12. That's what we gotta do. We gotta make sure no kids are asleep. Get those kids out of here. So, the reading room is full of reading tables and chairs for the students to work at, with doors in three of the walls since Eric is going down uh, into the fourth wall. Tonight, a lot of reading tables have been moved out of the center of the room, leaving a big open space. Something is definitely wrong. The librarians would have told you if the tables need to be moved, and no student could have done it uh, with one table without being yelled at by the other students for being loud and certainly not moving them without the librarians coming down on them. If you want to investigate the open space, go to 5. If you want to go to the door on the south wall, go to the north wall or east wall, go down the stairs. We're going to investigate the space. Like, what the hell is going on here? Okay. All right. So, you move across the open space between the clear tables and suddenly can't move. You're paralyzed in mid-step. You are stuck like this for minutes, maybe hours. Your panic and tension grows and grows, but you're able to make a sound... Finally, you hear the door behind you open up and know that help is at hand for whatever's happened to you. But then an uh, ugly, prehensile paw settles on your shoulders and a black, oily, whale-like thing moves around in the line of sight. It is horned head, but with no face. You feel barbed point sliding into your body, touching you lightly, bringing a laugh to your mouth as it tickles its way up your body. But you're still frozen. You cannot laugh. Only with hold and tears it clutches you close for hours and hours and hours. Will it ever be... The end. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I died right away. All right. All right. I usually don't go back on scenarios like this, but with such a quick death, let's kind of go back, um, you know, to the, like the, uh, the original place and, uh, you know, go to the, we'll go back to the, like the, uh, you know, the, the reading room board. Not this time. <laughs> Gonna, uh, uh, in, investigate, uh, the, you know, the thing. So, so, yeah, we don't want to touch that. So, we don't want to investigate the open space. So, uh, we're going to go downstairs. So, so like, rewind. So, so, we're standing there looking at that, that like, thing in the middle of the room. We're like, eh, who cares? Let's go down. Let's go downstairs. So, let's go to page 41. Okay. You step into the twisted labyrinth of the lower stacks. Cases of books rise to the ceiling in all directions, with narrow spaces to barely squeeze between the shelves laid out in haphazard direction. In the muffled silence of the surrounding books, you hear two noises. Uh, the scrape of something moving across the stone floor and a stifled sound of pain. 
Uh, well, we're going to move toward the, the sound of the pain. Go to page six. Okay. You weave through the tangle uh, of books towards the noise, and suddenly your light is shining on a person leaning up against the shelves. They moan as the light touches them. You move closer and see it's one of the students. She looks up at you with seeing eyes and clears in shock. Blood covers the front of her shirt and she is cradling a book in her hands. Make a sanity check. Okay. Made it. Roll higher than your sanity, subtract five from your sanity. Nope. She begins to speak. I thought it was a joke. I didn't believe him. He was trying to impress me. So he did it. We read the book. We made the pentagram. But something really came and killed him. I ran and ran. The spell didn't work. It shouldn't have happened. It was just a joke. Take it away. She thrusts the book she was holding towards you and begins to cry. She su seems suddenly unharmed, but will need help soon. You carefully take the book out of her hands. It is the Necronomicon. Oh, no. <laughs> A 17th century spell book. It should have been safely locked up in the rare books room. It is open to a page and is now covered with her blood. Ugh, it seems to be a spell to summon a demon in the pentagram to serve you. If you keep the Necronomicon, subtract three whenever you want to use it. Okay, so on. So Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Three. We're just racking up those items, folks. All right, so use it. Okay, if you want to go towards the sound of the movement. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, out of all these options, so it says, if you want to go towards the sound of the movement, take the north staircase, west staircase, south staircase, east staircase. There is no option to help her <laughs> in any kind of way. Just kind of leave her in a crumpled mass, bleeding and um, uh, uh, in shock. So, um... We're not going to go towards the sound of the movement. Let's go towards the north staircase. Turn to page 31. Okay. The rare books room is easily accessed by anyone, even a librarian. Some professors are allowed access to the collections, but even they have limits. Too many strange stories about the books in this place. There are two doors in the wall, and opposite them is staircase going down. If you want to go through the left door, or the right door, or down the staircase... Uh, let's go to the right door, page 12. Okay. The reading room is full of reading tables. Okay, oh, okay, so, okay, so we don't want to do this. So we go back towards, okay, so I understand now. So that would go back into, uh, the reading room. Gotcha. Okay. So I can, I, okay, so... So the way this works is, like, you're going around, and, like, if you go back in the same space, it kind of gives you the same options. Okay, so... So, like, yeah, so I'm in the rare books room, and I know that it goes to the reading room if I thing. So, uh, so let's go through the left door to page 7. That'll get us back to our main thing. So, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, it, it goes back to the main place. This is where we picked up the, uh, the flashlight and our keys, and it kind of gives us the same things. Uh, let's go to maps and manuscripts. That's someplace we haven't been yet. So, let's go to page 22. Because uh, yeah, I don't want to have to reread all this stuff over and over again when it just kind of says the same thing. So we're back in like the main room where we get the flashlight and everything. The room has cabinets and drawers everywhere. So the, this is the massive manuscripts rooms. Two doors leave the room and a staircase descends in the south wall. Some of the cabinets are in a strange disarray. And something large shoved them to the side. But tonight is also filled with strange smell. Blood. Ooh, not good. Uh, to go through the right door, to go through the left door, or go down the stairs... Let's go down the stairs. Um, 
So we go down there, we hear two noises. Uh, yeah, we go down the case of books, the, the ceiling, there's squeezing, and there's two noises. So let's go, let's go towards the sound of the movement. Mm-hmm. Page four. Okay. You move through the bookcase toward the noise. You hear another scrape, then finally come around the corner. Crouching in the aisle before you is an impossibility, a winged, oily-skinned black creature, barbed tail wicking back and forth above it, and a smooth, faceless head. It fills the low-ceiling aisle, its bulk looming over you. It screams, comes out of your mouth, and you begin to move towards you. Make a sanity check. <sighs> Crushing it. Make it. All right, uh... If you roll higher than your sanity, subtract 5 from your sanity. Go to page 23. Okay. That's not good. I have been this bad. The, the monster is coming at you. Due to the narrow space between the bookcase, you must make your choices quickly. Uh, uh, let's see. So I have the Necronomicon. Uh, let's see. Okay. Huh. Uh, let's see. And I, was it? Okay, hold on a second. I have to go back to see if we... Uh, if we so we have to add it. Okay, so, so yeah, so, uh, mm. okay, so, okay, so we get the Necronomicon, let's, what are we going to do? What the heck are we going to do? Oh, we got to get out of here, uh, otherwise we're going to be horribly eaten. I don't want to get horribly eaten, uh, let's try, mm. We're up the south staircase. Turn to page twenty-two. Uh, no, east staircase. Let's go to the uh, north staircase. Thirty-one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you, the rare books room is rarely accessed by anyone, even a librarian. Some professors allowed access. Okay, so we're back at the rare books room. Okay. So all right. So we have the rare books room. So let's look. Let's look at the map because I think the, actually the map is going to be helpful. So. We were in the rare books room. We're in the reading room, manuscripts room. I think we need to go downstairs. Downstairs, go to page 41. Uh, here, we hear two noises. Um, west staircase, south staircase, east staircase. So let's go, hold on a second. So I got an idea, I have an idea. So let's go up into the, um, the, uh, the the massive manuscripts room, uh, which is the south staircase. So we go up the south staircase, stage twenty two. I think I'm getting the hang of this. So if we go there, um, you know, the drawers everywhere. Some of the cabinets still with strange blood. Now, if we want to use the keys, uh, I think we, we add four. So you check all the cabinets, but they are all locked as they should be. Go back to twenty two. Oh, so we tried to use the keys and they don't work. Okay, uh, let's try and use the flashlight to go to 29. Uh, you shine your light around, yes, yes, yes. All right, so you shine your light around because it's like it's like a little puzzle. You find your sight, shine your light around and find the source of the blood, a body lying on the ground covered in terrible claw marks with a horrific smile upon his face. You realize one of the librarians, make a sanity check. Ooh, don't make that. Uh, if you roll higher your sanity, sanity struck five from it. Sorry, so I'm at 45. If you roll your sanity less, you hold together despite the shock of the finding librarian's body. You examine the body closely and see a strange, uh, strange, uh, carved knife in the hand of the unfortunate librarian. If you take the knife, add nine to whenever you want to use it. Okay, 
So we got knife nine. Okay, go back to page 22. Okay. All right, I think we got a knife. I think we're ready to take on the monster. We're going to get this guy. Okay, so we're back at the place. So, uh, so let's go down the staircase to page 41. So we go back to the stacks. This is where we hear the sound and where we hear the, the person screaming. So let's go toward the sound of the movement to page four. Okay. So page four. You move through the stacks. Uh, you hear a noise. I have to make another sanity check. Okay. I make it. Yes. Uh, go to page 23. Okay. The beast monster coming at you. Uh, do narrow passages between the bookcase. You must make choices quickly. Let's try and use the knife. So we'll go page 32. Okay. Uh, okay. So grab that knife. So Oh, it works. All right. You stab crazy the monstrosity with the knife, but it slides right off of its oily blackness and its skin. Standing so close, you realize you cannot escape. It reaches for you, and it is the end. Oh, no. I thought that was gonna work. I thought we had the knife, and I was like, "Yes, we got the knife to kill the monster." But then it really pulled a fast one. It's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's just a, um, you know, just a, just a knife, you know." And it's like, you know, doesn't do any damage, and you're 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 screwed. Ah, <sighs> okay, all right. Uh, I think I think what you would have to do, um. Uh, let's, let's experiment with this a little because, you know, this is a really quick scenario and, like, not a long thing. We've only been going for, like, a couple minutes here. So, so, so let's say, let's, let's rewind it. Let's rewind it a little bit. Uh, and so we have, uh, so let's go back to, uh, I think, so if we go to the room, which is the reading room, which has all the, um, uh, you know, all, all like the, the, the table and stuff. So, uh, so we have the Necronomicon. Uh, so, uh, let's see here. So that'd be, uh, uh, so, so if we go to page 13, no, what is it? 12? Yeah. Okay. It's going to move a lot without librarians coming down in them. Okay, uh, so let's try and use the flashlight. Uh, so you shine your light around the weirdly cleared space and see that there is a giant pentagram drawn on the floor. It's made of black, sticky, gooey substance with strange symbols down around the edges. There seems to be a splatter of blood on one side. If you want to investigate the center, go to page uh, 5. Otherwise, go to page 12. Okay, so we don't want to do that. Um, I mean, what if we are at 19 and try and use the Necronomicon? So that'd be 22, uh, or 16. Okay, so, you fumbly attempt to read the ancient Latin words out of the Necronomicon. Your tongue is twisted, but you think you're approximating the sounds. Nothing seems to happen. Go to page 12. Okay, so that isn't working. Okay, so this is more like a, like a puzzle. So, alright, so, uh... So let's go down to oh my goodness this is this is this is this is this is difficult folks so if we're in the reading room um and so what we have left we got the flashlight which we used 
the keys, which I don't think will, will, will work. The network Anomicon is three, which, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. Oh boy. So let's try, let's try to use the Necronomicon against the monster. I think that would be a good idea. So, cause then, cause then, so, so it's a bracket of the thing. So if we want to go down the stairs, go to page 41, which we do. So then we hear that the, the muffling silence, uh, and the sound of pain. So we go towards the sign of the movement toward the page, uh, four. So we're back at the beast. And so the beast comes out, and he's like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a beast. Uh, so we have to make another sanity check, which I don't make. So it's at 40 now. I'm, I'm just continuing on as I failed all these checks. So uh, so let's let's try and use the flesh. Oh, to, go to page 23 first. Okay. So we see the awful thing. Uh, we can try and use the flashlight against it. Um so you shine the light in the face, but it reels even more insanity of all. The human beast has no face, and yet it comes for you. You scream in terror, unable to move before pencil paws close around you, and his jagged tail begins to slide up your body. It is the end. Okay, so the flashlight wasn't the thing. Let's try to use the Necronomicon. So we meet the beast. Um, the Necronomicon is, what, three? All right, so we go to, uh, so we subtract three, I think. Yeah. You fumbly attempt to read the ancient Latin words out of the Necronomicon. Your tongue is twisted, but you think you're approximating the sounds. The beast seems to pause for a moment when you begin, but then it suddenly lunges forward and grabs you in its strangely human-like paws. The book tumbles from your terrified hands. It is the end. Okay. All right. So none of these things are working. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, geez, this is awful. Uh... Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure, like, what to do here. Uh, let's see. Oh my goodness, this is a this is a disaster. Uh, okay, so yeah, so I don't really don't know what to do now, folks. Like, I've used all my opportunities. There seems to be some other things to do, but I think I'm missing this, uh, and I'm not just gonna kind of keep on rolling around here trying to do things. So, all right, so. Flashlight doesn't work, Necronomic doesn't work, knife doesn't work. It all leads to our horrible demise. <laughs> Just like a normal Call of Cthulhu session. Like if like the monster comes out and be like, yeah, I got this ceremonial knife I found in the cultist chamber, but like it's not anything special, and you, but you do think it is, because it's got all sorts of like cult markings on it, but it doesn't do anything. And then you try and stab the monster, mm -mm. you know, it just kind of bounces off and then it eats you. So, so yeah. <laughs> So that was, uh, uh, you know, a very short uh, Call of Cthulhu scenario, which is a, a little bit of fun. Uh, I, I, I do like the uh, the kind of puzzle thing uh, of, like, kind of finding out, like, which item to use and things like that. That's a little fun. I mean, it's only, like, 50 things, and it's, you know, there isn't any stats or anything. There's only sanity. So, like, the only thing really is sanity and death. Uh, very rules light, which I like it. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun thing. Oh, it's uh, so it's an over it's overdue again. Soul scenario by Jared Smith, and it is in Bahat El Azif. I'm gonna spell that out. That's B A Y T L A L A Z I F. Because I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that. So you know, it's 
not uh, an English word. But issue one, uh, I would highly recommend getting this guy, uh, especially if you like Cthulhu Mythos games. There's four other scenarios in here, or three other scenarios in here, which are uh, which are really interesting. There's like an uh, an eighth century. Uh, uh, like scenario in Damascus. Um, there's also a uh, a scenario uh, in like where you're like Vietnam soldiers, uh, and there's also uh, like another like a smaller scenario in here somewhere. Um, and a lot of information and things like that. So this scenario of Damascus is actually like really pretty extensive in here with multiple maps and things like that. Uh, they're also for, uh, I will tell you, it's for, it's for Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, so you might want to have that book, and there's some gumshoe stuff in here too as well, so, and also rules for, like, alternate rules for, like, chases and things, just, just great, just great. Okay, enough of me gushing over this magazine that I got, uh, so, yeah, so, didn't make it out of library, which is to be expected, so, alright, you've been listening to another fine We Hate Bars podcast. <laughs>